like we landed on the moon, nothing in the same sense. Nothing to line like shine bright. We're the prime at the time of our life. Hello, welcome to Scott and Paul's Family Podcast. Hello. Scott McClure to your turn as always with my good friend and co-host, Paul Brown. Hello. And Paul Scott. Would... Hello, Paul. <laughs> Hello, Brian. He's over there. You can't see him or hear him because he doesn't want to be on the he's, show. He's but, on mute. But I, I've acknowledged him because he should be acknowledged. He's not Roman Reigns. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't Roman Reigns, but I feel like it's nice to see, yes, to I see know. you. Yes, I know. My my good man there is going to the gym now and becoming all ripped and such, but he's not Roman Reigns quite yet. Hmm. Yes, he goes to the gym. Yes, he has a beard and long hair, but he's not Roman Reigns. Alright, well you can you can slabber over them in your own time. We're only here for a short podcast, you know, just a little something ahead of Slammiversary. It's not an official episode of... Aren't, aren't you looking forward to Slammiversary, Scott? I am. This isn't an official, like, making an impact episode, but it's just a short thing for us to look at the card that has been laid out for us for Slammiversary and give our predictions for the give show. Give our predictions. Do you know uh, if, if the pay-per-view is sold out yet, Scott? I, I believe it has been, yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen any official reports, but I'd imagine it's already sold out. Yeah, yeah, I heard, uh, I was looking on Facebook uh, yesterday, and I think they said they still had just under 300 tickets left mm-hmm. at that time when I was reading the article anyway. Yeah, I mean... It should sell out, there's a lot of buzz going around the show, you know, 20 year anniversary Impact Wrestling. I mean, I'd, I'd been hearing that like the next like big show is... Uh, uh, against all odds, the next Impact Plus special that's in July first, and then there's a taping after that, and, the, yeah, yeah. and that the tapings and that show have already sold most of their tickets. So I'd imagine that Slammiversary is close to be selling out because I mean I'm not even because you say like less than three hundred left. I'm not sure how many out of the total that is because it's like the Nashville Fairgrounds. I don't know how big yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that is. But I think I saw a diagram on Facebook again the other day, but I, I didn't uh, catalog it if you will. Yeah, you know, I. I'm not a machine, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, there are nine matches announced for the show, and the theme of this is not well who who what person that just got released is going to show, but what person that has a connection to the old TNA days yeah. may or may not make an appearance. It seems so you're saying theme. Sasha Banks won't show up then? Probably not. <laughs> Even if they weren't doing the whole TNA thing, yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't think she'd I, show up. I really. Being perfectly honest, I really wouldn't want her to show up anyway. <laughs> I don't like her that much. But they're also bringing back some several. Don't TNA... come and get me, Snoop. <laughs> it's not how it's the fucking. There are some weirdos out there that are fans of Sasha Banks. Then they're going to come and get you. Oh, fucking, Christ. fucking weirdos. Are, anyway. we, are we talking these uber obsessives? Yes, I used to work with one. Trust me, they're not good. Some wow, of these. Oh, that's scary. I, I stopped myself from saying something worse there, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about. Anniversary and the fact that, like I said, they're bringing back several TNA gimmick matches. Yeah, they are bringing back, you mentioned to me the other day, the, what is it, the Reverse Battle, Battle Royal. Royal? One of the Vince Russo contributions to the history this, of TNA. This will be, in fact, the only the third ever mm-hmm. Reverse Battle Royal match in Impact slash TNA history, right? Yes, some would say that's uh, three too many. Yeah, <laughs> Someone that was the very thing I someone said the other day when I was reading the comments. You know, you know the funny thing about uh, the Bruce Bar Royal, the only one I remember, the most prominent one of the two that's happened was when it happened. I think it was Bound for Glory two thousand and seven, and and then the eight guys who got in the ring. The order of elimination was to determine the order of a bracket of a tournament that was coming up. Yeah, and then so it doesn't even matter if you won the fucking battle royal because you might get eliminated in the first round of the bloody tournament. 
And then the final of the tournament, basically the person got a title shot. Yeah. And that ended up a match at the following pay-per-view, which was a ladder match of Christian versus Kazarian, who's on this card. Yeah. And it was a, a clipboard where a contract went for the title match. Midway through the contract, paper actually fell off. So the rest of the last 10 minutes of the match was two guys fighting over a clipboard. And so when Kazarian won, he had to hold up his clipboard and celebrate with the clipboard. Good God. And if you want to know how he got on, he lost in about 10 minutes on TV in his title match to Kurt Angle. Oh, well. So there uh, you go. You're talking old school gimmick matches in TNA. Mm-hmm. One, I don't even know the name of a match. or It was probably Russo's idea. Uh-huh. He came up with a lot of stupid fucking ideas in mm-hmm. every company he worked with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he is a cheek nowadays to call out other people for things. And you're like, you're not, you're in no position to offer a offer an opinion, mate. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, uh, it was some kind of thing, much like your clipboard thing. Yeah, but like a safe. Uh huh. Up in a up in the up in the corner, like oh, the, on a pole. All the four boxes. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, the yeah. San Francisco 49ers match. Yeah, that seemed. I'd seen that once when I when, it was, when I was watching it on Challenge TV yeah. back in the day. And you know how sometimes you see a, like a pay-per-view, uh, a match concept yeah. sometimes, and you're like, really? Yeah. That, that's what you came up with? Mm-hmm. Were, were you high? <laughs> <laughs> Are you high? Were, were you high when you came up with that? I, mean, I don't think we can really predict a winner of this, because there's no participants announced. And as much as I, I slagged off the initial one, I think this is very much uh, them acknowledging that they have made some mistakes and some silly decisions. So this is basically your your pre-show comedy match. You're very much tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. And in essence, what it could turn out and it could come off really well. Yeah, I know, but like, like, see, like you know nowadays people have a real buzz for a whole nostalgia thing, you know. And if it's like, it's like say like when a wrestling company brings like a legend back. Mm-hmm. And there's that, that, that initial big pop, and they're like, oh, fuck, it's mm-hmm. him or her or them, you know? Mm-hmm. How often do you see an actual match being brought back? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing could potentially bring a lot of pop. Good, good. Uh, I think this is very much going to be a lot of your comedy kind of character. Well, you, you, you know, t- is, is, is it not for the digital media title? This no, there's a digital media title match on the pre show as oh, well as this. Oh, right, 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 I get you. But it's very, there's going to be a lot of comedy people. I imagine Johnny Swinger is going to be front and centre in this whole thing. I wouldn't mind if they actually gave it yeah. to him or Zicky Dice. Oh, I'd love it. We'll get... I, want, I want them to bring back like Shark Boy, like Christopher Dines. I want him to come back as Curry Man. <laughs> and Paul is hoping Sam Beale makes his return from whatever. Final two in the reverse battle royal. Swingman, Sam Beale, or Swingman and Ziggy Dice. Looking, Sam Beale is somewhere in the Shadow Realm or the Phantom Zone at this point. Yes. Maybe he'll make his big return. Step, I, he stepped on a bee. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even begin to really predict uh, what you could see in this because it's a bizarre match to even be doing. So what is what is this Look, like, every so every couple of minutes like in the Royal Rumble no, no. Roll, they come in no, there's, a cer- there's a certain number of guys outside the ring obviously you all fight sort of like lumberjack style yeah and you're all, you all fight and only a certain number of people can get into the ring to then start the actual battle royal so you're fighting to get into the ring and then say that eight right. in and so like, say there's eight spots and the eight people who get in the ring then have to eliminate each other uh, for the battle royal see it's again that's so why so Vince Russell was he high? he was very probably <laughs> high but like so that's why they're doing this probably to you. And I was like, this is stupid, but we're going to have some fun with it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so... So, considering how ridiculous it sounds, I really hope Swingman does want it. You know, funny thing is, everybody usually begins to immediately fight each other next day before going in. Really, if you thought about it, just do a mad dash. I have a really keen referee to see whose feet gets in first. Like, just scramble, first one in the ring. Like, when you're trying to get into it, like, everybody in the fucking swimming pool. Come on, Scott, you know nothing in wrestling matches ever makes proper sense when it comes to that kind of thing. And I don't know why I'm trying to apply sense to a match called the Reverse Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but let's move on to the other match that you can probably decide a winner to, which is for the digital media title, as Rich Swan taking on Brian Myers. Now, this is a whole bit of controversy around the digital media title because... Well, I will say right off, before you get into what sure. you're going to say, and apologies for cutting mm-hmm. you off there, but... And it regards to Brian Myers being mm-hmm. on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yas. <laughs> Yas to Myers, because, I mean... It, it sucks for me that like, Morrissey's away first and foremost. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, like, pfft, you know. I was reading a thing, uh, uh, Jordan Grace was commenting about it. Yeah. And Tommy Dreamer was talking about it too. Like, uh, and he mentioned his full name. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, William. <laughs> cool. What else did you think the W stood for? Could have been Waldo. <laughs> you thought this this big guy, this potential world champion, Molly? was called Waldo Morrissey. <laughs> Waldo Morrissey. <laughs> Waldo Morrissey is not the name of a guy who. Waldo's not the name of a world champion. He's a Waldo guy that sells your car. Waldo's the name of a guy who probably sits on a balcony yelling at Muppets. Waldo. <laughs> or is that Waldorf? Either way, it's stupid. A- anywho, but um, nah. I was reading the thing that Tommy G. Martin and Jordan Grace were saying. Jordan Grace was like really. She was quite cut up about it. She was like. I was going to get a denim singlet made and wear boots in the ring. We came up with a really good like tag finisher. We could have won the titles, man. And Tommy Dreamer was like, "If I'd have had anything to do about it, you just would have won the titles." <laughs> you know, Dream. I think Dreamer had a, a bit of a boner for Morrissey and for Grace. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And who 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 would not wear a fucking phenomenal couple of wrestlers, both of them? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that Jordan Grace, I would not like to get in her fucking bad side. No, 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 you would not. No idea what... Uh, she could crush your head. No idea what uh, what Morrissey's going to do. But, like, the controversy around this uh, title thing is that... Do you think he's going to join the Judgment Day? Yes. <laughs> he do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah, but anywho. But, yeah, basically, Matt Cardinal wrestled at a Wrestling Revolver show and he defended the title against Rich Swan and yeah. he lost. He shortly after got injured. I don't know when about the course one with his injuries, but he's legit injured right yeah, now. Yeah, he's legit. He's, he's been had surgery for months or something. Yeah. He, he's had surgery. He had to vacate the NWA title as well. Mm. But basically, he's now in Kiefer claimed that you know that he was injured because his injuries. He shouldn't have wrestled and shouldn't have lost the title. Lost to so he shouldn't count. So he claims he's still the champion, and then tried to gift the belt to Brian Myers. So according to them, as far as they're concerned, Brian Myers is the champion. But officially, but officially, Swan is credited as champion. So basically, this is a case of this is an undisputed digital media champion situation here. That is going to be super. I, the only thing that would make that better is if we had a sort of Razor v Sean mm. scenario back in the day where the other match goes two digital media titles. What do you make of the digital media too? Because on the impact like Facebook pages, I've actually seen some mixed feelings. Like yeah, of yeah. It. some people, one or two people I've even seen compared to WWE's twenty four seven build. No, no, you see. <clears throat> The 24-7 belt is a fucking ridiculous concept. Mm-hmm. Right? It really is. I mean, 
that was dead in the water limit. They had Mick Foley come in and tease this, and because it was Mick Foley, everybody thought, oh, we're bringing back the hardcore belt. Yes, hardcore title. And all this anticipation and build up, he's got this sack with this title belt in it, and he slowly lifts this thing out, and everybody, you know, that like, one baited breath, you're looking for that cracked, duct taped old belt, you're like, ass. You see this hideous green gold circle 24 7. Like, what the fuck is I've, that? I've said it once, I'll say it again. Green doesn't go as a colour for a title belt. No. I've said it a million times. Green does not go. Lilac or whatever the fuck the warrior had doesn't go. What do you think of purple? Because maybe they had that for the yeah, cruiserweight belt. Yeah, I remember that weird purple IC belt. I remember that. I was more thinking of like when they had it for the cruiserweight belt, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, well it wasn't a whole. Uh, 205 Live all getting a purple themed anyway yeah. but then they kept it all purple even though for the last couple of years they had suggested they changed the cruiserweight tail to a black strap <laughs> so they didn't, but they couldn't be asked to change it back but no, back to where I was going anyway the, cruise, the digital media title I don't think is quite on the lowest level like the 24-7 title because mm-hmm. the digital media title just needs a wee bit of a push in the right direction, you know what I mean? If we could, if we could get the fans invested, mm-hmm. it, you know, like the concept when when we were trying to boost the US title, yeah, and we had Cena do like, the Open Challenge thing, yeah, and that really bumped up with mm-hmm. the US title when they had the extended run for the Miz on the IC title, mm-hmm. and they had Miz down and shit, <laughs> yeah. you know. But um, we need we need to come up with like, a concept and a, a push idea to really elevate that belt because that could potentially be a really good secondary title or a, a third place title for both guys and chicks in it. I mean, when you look at it, it's, which is lower, it's lower down and it seems at, at first and honestly people don't see it as much as they we look at the people who've actually held it so far yeah. Jordan Grace, Matt Cardona oh, wow. and Rich Swan, and maybe, depending on how the match goes Brian Myers. Yeah, and one of those people have held that as a former Impact champ. Yeah. You know? Jordan Grace is a former tag champ. And Marco Nunes is a former, like I said, multiple-time champion in WWE, like even yeah. US and IC reigns, he's been NWA champion. I know it really sucked for him, Long by the US way. US reign, he's IC reign. I know it sucked for him when he had to give up the NWA belt. It was, at a paper, it was on pay-per-view, at a pay-per-view called Always Ready. They themed it around him, and he had to give up the fucking belt. Always ready, I but no, but... Aye. Except for the new, except for the next three to six months when I need to keep heal from the surgery that I've got. Always ready. <laughs> it sucks for him as well, but I think the issue is so far with the Jimmy belt is that as much as I like Jordan Grace being the first champion, and I get why they put on Cardona because the whole internet title thing, nobody's really had a long reign with it yet. They've not had a chance to really. Make it like Cena did with the ice, with the US title. I wish we would bring back the mocha skin animal and put it on him. <laughs> I liked him quite a lot. Anyway, so who do you where, think? Where win? is he now anyway? And I think Myers is going to win. To be honest with Myers, you, yeah. I don't know. He's been popping up a couple of places. Did he, he go, did he go to the, that place? Well, he went there. He appeared on their YouTube exclusive shows, but he's, he's not like. I think he's one of those guys who just makes appearances every so often. He's not. Oh, signed anywhere he's a journeyman yes he's not saying anywhere. he's you know it's a whole thing we do we, we rent with companies now you can be like a by appearance kind of person like, mm. like jonah 
he's still out. He's not, he was never actually signed to Impact. He's a buyer. Yeah, he, I knew that. Apparently, right now, he wants to focus on working with for New Japan. Like, he's just been announced for their for their big G1 tournament. Nice, nice. So he's going to be in that. Shame, lad, because I was really... I was really I, that's one thing I will say about Impact. The only real negative I have... Mm-hmm. With negative with impact in their sort of at the moment reliance on sort of pay by appearance guys. Yeah. Some of these guys you get really invested in, mm-hmm. and you think well, they're really good, like Morrissey, Jonah, you know. Mm-hmm. Even when TJP decided to stop being TJP and being covered up that bloody face. Oh, I, I was watching him in the, in the uh, Super Juniors tournament for New Japan, recently. he's part of a group called The Empire, he, he's known it, and he's like the public enemy of her. He's actually, I forgot how good he can actually be, TJP, he's a oh, heel now, no, he's... he's a heel now for them in there. Yeah? Yeah, he's teaming with this Italian wrestler I've seen live once, and they're great, they're, it's a chance of the next week that he, he too could be the new junior tag champs over there. Ooh. Yes, ooh. 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 Junior tag champs. Ooh. But anyway, you're saying about... Remind me. You're talking about impact and the bad appearance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the whole, um, you know, like, like I was <laughs> saying there, Silent Brian there. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, when you get yourself, like, certain guys they do on this pay-by-appearance thing, mm-hmm. you get really quite invested in them if they're there for long enough. Yeah. Like I say, like Jonah, like Morrissey, you know, like uh, Switchblade. Yeah. You know, and for the briefest time they were there, the Gorillas of Destiny. I know we were left with maybe like two impacts or something, but you know, I, I well, really like the cut of them. But then you think with impact, the way they do their schedule, you you get them to come for like a two day taping and then you come for another team, whatever. The way that maps out to how much, I mean, weeks of television, you can have somebody in a prolonged program, but only have them show up for a few days. I, I'm sorry, I just thought something mm-hmm. would, would, for me, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if I or you two mm-hmm. would agree with me, just something I think would be a fun. Fucking fantastic match. Mm-hmm. The Usos yeah. against Gorillas of Destiny. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that'd be a, 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 a spicy meatball. I'll mention something about the Gorillas of Destiny in a little bit when we get to a different match. But as much as I love Barry Myers as well. As well. <laughs> right. On. But Brian, oh. use your words. What did he say? Jay White and Ace Austin oh. against the Usos. Hmm. I mean, Jay White, Ace Austin, what about, what about Jay, what, 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 what about Jay White, triple threat. What about Jay White and Chris Bay? What about the Jay and Bay connection? The Jay and Bay connection against G.O.D. against the Usos. Anyway. Being Phantasmo. He used his words. Phantasmo has Fantasmo. a tag team partner. It's called, his name is Taiji Ishimori. Taiji Ishimori? Yes. He's a current junior heavyweight champion in New Japan. Japan. He, he actually appeared in Impact back in like 2018, 2019. He's not been back since. But what do you think? But Bill Cobb coming in, he, he should guy, come in. Is he the guy that kind of... Is he the guy that looked a bit like... Ah, uh, oh, bastard, who was that fucking WWE wrestler, Japanese guy? Probably not the one you're thinking of. Long-ass hair, colourful... Well, you know about Yoshitatsu? Yoshitatsu, what is He it? looks nothing. I am insulted, he does no, not... Look I said, is that the guy? No. Because I know he brought... Impact brought in a Japanese guy no. a while back. I was asking if he was the guy. No. That was probably Rocky Romero you're thinking of. Who knows what Paul's Who knows what Paul's well, thinking about half the time? But Paul, the thing about we're again longer we're longer here than I thought we'd be mm. uh, so far on this match, but uh, with with this match, uh, it's one of the things who I want to win, but I think we'll win. 
I want Brian Myers to win, think Swan will win because right. at least he's not in the world title team. But I think, like I said, what the digital title, digital media title win needs, just, no matter who wins this, is for someone to have a prolonged dream with it and properly establish it. Think of it this way. Think of it this way, right? You say Swan will win it to establish it. Myers wins it. Myers wins it so that Cardona can stay on screen. Cardona stays on screen, Cardona backs Miles up, and then eventually which leads to a a split between them, which leads to a fantabulous match for said title between Miles and Cardona. You're going a bit off track there. No, because that could that Actually, is a lead I in, agree with Scott. That <laughs> is a lead in Thank that, you. I think it's a lead into a good prolonged and drawn out story. Right? With Myers being a free agent, what would be a better story is <laughs> using the forbidden door to <laughs> defend us over the yeah. bands. That would be very interesting as well, I agree with you. I go defend it against Jungle Boy or whatever his fucking <laughs> oh, name is. Oh, you see what happened with him recently? Like, he and, and his partner were being managed by Christian, mm. then they lost the tag titles recently, and Christian battered him. And Jungle Boy's mum was in the front row, and when they went off, there was a clip going around him going up to her, goes, See what I said, do you do to your boy? Your boy's a piece of shit. <laughs> you, forget how, you forget how much it went. Christian's a shite face because he's a right bastard when he wants <laughs> to be. He's like an un, he's like he's like a mere vicious Ace Austin. Because <laughs> his ironic name of Captain Charisma always fitted him as a face. Just boring as hell. <laughs> Captain Cunt. <laughs> like, hey, you just give your I just give your boy a concern and then I'm sitting talking him to your face. So I'm I'm amazed that Brian even agreed with me because I know how much he's a big fan of Brian Myers. He is, he is indeed. Yeah. But, uh. You got the papers. The most professional fanboy here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. It's two votes for Ritz, one, one for Brian Myers. Sorry if all you've been outvoted. No, I thought something else. <laughs> Think chewing the fat. Most professional fan that is. <laughs> <laughs> There's some people who have listened who have no idea what that is. But, what fan that is? So, do I go into the main card now? I do, I do, yes. Uh, I'll go, like, lower card up and what I think maybe, like... I mean, I'm not going to go with what I think is the opener because I think it's a different match, but this this is what I'm going to go with here. The Knockouts tag title match of the influence taking on Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary, a very interesting pairing, Rosemary and Taya getting back together. Very interesting. And uh, I didn't see it until earlier on. I was catching up on some Impact stuff before this podcast. Okay, Masha Slavovic basically squashing Havoc. I know, I know. Yeah, you hadn't seen that yet. I hadn't seen that, no, yeah, but I watched it today. Brian, Brian was... surprised that Havoc let herself get squashed on screen like that. Mm. Brian was quite aggrieved by that fact. And actually, he's mm. he's been like me. He's been quite up on Masha Slavovic, but he was quite... You were quite like, well, I like her, but she didn't have any right to do that. Aye. <laughs> I have, I have a theory. done to Tineo or something. I have a theory. Like, no right, no right. I have a theory, if you don't mind. Go on, go on. And can I just quickly cut in, just very quickly. You see, I love how you said go on, but then immediately she ask. She I've done it to Alicia Edwards, because she's a shite anyway. Oh, she, oh, they're having a match. I think they had a match on last night's impact. Oh, they? good, Marsha killed her. Probably. Good. See, flat wee skanky fucking stick. Beat Marsha Slamovich. Oh. Anyway, all the theories about Alicia Edwards aside. Anyway, I have a theory here. Mm. Uh... I think with the way she shoved off like Decay when they were trying to help or everything and then with this match being announced I know Rosemary seems a bit hesitant to be teaming with Tyre but I think they will win the match right and you then Tyre and Rosemary will win? I think they will win because yeah. I'm not a big fan of the influence to be honest No no we're not great No I preferred to know when she was solo 
I, 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 I like to be known as a potential person to go after the digital media belt because the whole influencer thing kind of suits yeah. that. But I don't like them as the Little Nuggets Dead Dance. But uh, I think they're going to win the tails and start to get along a bit more. And then Havoc will disappear for a bit because she's annoyed about losing a match. She'll come back and be angry at Rosemary and she will she will leave Decay and she will attack Rosemary. And this will lead to a, a feud between Havoc and Rosemary. Ooh. Or... Oh. Or, continuing on from where you were, mm-hmm. she could come back when Sue Young comes back from maternity with Sue Young mm. to take on the tag I was, I was thinking of like the idea of her coming back with a partner, but I couldn't think of anyone. But that is a good suggestion, Brian. Thank you very much. No, she spent a bit of time in the demonic realm. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's very lovely this time of year. Sue, Sue Young and Rosemary... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sue Young and Havoc coming back as a team with all James Mitchell as manager. Oh yeah, I like yeah. I like James Mitchell. Yeah. I do. He's good color when you. I must say, well, don't see him for a while. <laughs> I know. I know. We don't often take it on a on a any kind of serious note on the show at times. Yeah, but I must say, I did. I found them quite a compelling chap. I was watching the, the Dark Side of the Ring on Chris yeah. Canyon. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you mentioned that was quite a quite a heavy episode that mm. one, but. He took a hell of a lot of abuse <laughs> off Chris Cannon. Yeah. Well, he was, he was his mate, wasn't he? So. Ah, well, he's his mate and his manager, and he was the only one that, only one that knew that Cannon was Aye. was gay. And at one point when he was getting a bit too out of hand, he basically said to him, like, you know, I'm the only one who fucking knows about you. Yeah, you. he's fucking... The guy was trying to beat him up and batter him. He was like, what, fucking leave off, because I'm the only one that knows your secret, Bob. Mm. So... I like that Brian's getting more involved here, but I think that Taya and Rosemary won because I was enjoying them as a thing before the whole Johnny Bravo trial thing got went all, went longer than it should have. Yeah, yeah. That really that started off I mean, well and then went off a cliff. Yeah, I but, could not have phrased that better. It was a good angle to see Taya away though. Aye, but they dragged out too long. She, but then again, she probably never should have left in the first place. Would you pass oh, yeah. me that little lid over there on top of it? This one? No, the, that, one. that one. Yes. Alright. Thank you. But Paul, what is what is your thoughts cause on the film? Oh, no, I know you're a fan of Rosemary and, and that, and I'm sure you have been a fan of Ty in the past. What are your I thoughts on this? Well, I'm kind of like, in my heart, I'm in the same place mm. you two are. But in my mind, I, I think there could be a situation where the, like, the what are their team called again? What, the influence? Yeah, yeah the influence. I thought you were asking what tie in. No, 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 no. But yeah, the influence, right? I think the influence have a chance to retain just because that. I I am more sort of glass half empty kind of guy in that regard. I've noticed. <laughs> so, if Taya and Rosemary win, I'll be fucking stoked. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm keeping myself level in case they don't. I think the big reason that these two are even in this match to begin with is because when you look at them, these are two people who could easily be fed into that Queen of the Mountain match because they're former champions but I thought we only have a limited space so yeah, here's, a, here's, a, here's a match for you to you two used to work well together you go in this match also well the thing that confuddles me mm-hmm. they seem and I don't know if I'm wrong here they seem like they're pushing Tasha Steeles as a strong women's champion right a strong knockout yeah. so the thing that confuddled me in the last couple months or so was why not push stronger and try and make them go, try and make Savannah and her go for the tag belts. So that, you know, double tag champion, Tasha's mm-hmm. a double champ, like tag champ and a knockout champ. And then you could have, you could easily have Tasha going after the, 
like digital media, you know, champ champs, both of them. I think uh, maybe if if, Ta- if Tasha walks out of the Queen of the Mountain match with the belt, then I think they maybe try that because the idea of like I beat all these former champions, then there's nobody for champion for this belt, so I should go after a new belt, mm. and then. So that could be it, but then, because that's the only other reason I could think, because the other one I was going to say was maybe they don't want to do any more double chance because of the whole stuff that Donna was doing, the whole champ champ. But then again, technically, if they, if Rosemary and that went tie, would technically be a double champ because she's also the Reina Dorena's champion. Yeah. Do you know, I'll tell you something, I know it's a bit off topic here, but I just yeah. want to point out, I know my predilections and all, but I will say Diona is a, Diona is a handsome woman. She's a pretty woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not, she's not what anything about being my type of sorts, but... I can appreciate a, a pretty mm-hmm. person when I see one. She's definitely a, a well put together person and she's a fucking awesome mm-hmm. wrestler. I agree. You I'm know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's an awesome fucking wrestler. Like, see the first time I've seen that, Ven- that fucking Venus de Milo? Mm-hmm. Oh, she doesn't date quite as intense as she used to date. That's my only critique, but when she was first well, she doesn't want to legit fucking hurt somebody. No, the first few times you seen her pull that low when she, I mean that first time she pulled it and she was like, you know, I mean, and you're like, oh. I mean the first few times she did it, you probably seen she was doing it on Jordan. I think Jordan's got enough muscle in the yeah, shoulders that you, can, that, you can, enough to take that you can properly get a bit more torque on yeah, that. Why she done that to, to fucking less, she'd rip her out of her mouth. Actually, her shoulder blades would be touching Susie each other. Susan, she first done it to, does she look like she was... Ah, she done it to Young in the return match when she went and regained the title. Yeah. Didn't mm. she? I think she had done it to her as well because I remember when she was Susie they wrote her out with her being put in the submission mm. and then she came back as Sue Young later on yeah yeah but if I may get back to what Scott was saying earlier about the match yeah what other knockout tag teams is there because I could see Taya and Rosemary doing really well in this match only for an outside interference to happen I, I don't think there are that many I mean the, inf- the information are gone and sorry Paul the oh, but like the information are so- gone they were teasing something with like Giselle Shaw team with Alicia Edwards, but no one wants that. No, I don't want that. And like, I, I like the idea of uh, Giselle Shaw getting a team with what, somebody. Uh, what happened with uh, Lady Frost? I think she's still you know working with them, but I don't know when she's been on TV recently. Yeah, she hadn't been on the last. I suggested of a tag team before with to follow the idea of Diana going after the tag titles, and I said the perfect person she should get is like a heavy like Matt Slamovich. Because the idea, like, she's using somebody just to get her more goal. Like, mm. she's the technical, she thinks she's the brains, and to her, Masha is, like, the brawn or whatever. I think, I think in the next, in the next, within the next year, I think Masha's going to be due a title. Personality-wise, though, would you not see the diva mm-hmm. and the virtuosa compatible? You know, Giselle, Sean, Diona? You know, I think a good counteract, like, Masha's straight up serious. Oh, no, she's going straight for the big one. No, but I she's think. straight up See, I think they will do what they do with a lot of people. They will build her towards the big one. You know, they... Might even make her ex-division champ before they make her the knockout champ. <laughs> make her the fucking impact champ, man. She'd kick fuck out of most people. You see, I was listening to a... Uh, no, I've mentioned a podcast I listened to a, a couple of times called that Desert Island Graps, where <laughs> people basically choose three wrestling matches and then they have the, the, and then between the two interviews. There's been a fair few people who have been on impact on that show. I was mm. even listening to one with Josh Alexander on the bus up here. Also, I listened to one the other day with Masha Slamovich, which is the most I've ever actually got to hear her like, speak. Uh, yeah. This is, is it, this was recorded like before she even joined Impact Mind, but she's a big she's big into like Japanese wrestling and all yeah, that. Cool. She is, and she used to be a big fan of Chris Benoit as well, and she mm. talked about that on the show. And nice and refreshing to hear somebody talk about Benoit and just yeah. talk about him without talking about the negatives. I bet because she said, because you only do three matches, but she said, as I normally mentioned, was the match for Mania 20, 
when when Benoit won the belt and everything. Mm. Uh, and she said also she wasn't trying to glorify him as what he'd done and everything. She, She's glorifying him as a wrestler. Uh, and she did, like, she wasn't, I don't know if she was born in Russia, but she said she'd been back and forth from Russia uh, like a lot when she was younger, so there is some prop. She is one of the few people to claim I am from, play a character from Russia and actually technically be Russian. Mm. So, uh, why don't we talk about Masha in a match she's not even in anyway? Who do you think is winning the tag are titles? Are you telling me Kofi Kingston wasn't Jamaican? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, no! <coughs> but, uh, but I, I... Oh... I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, you're very useful here, aren't you? No, oh, I... Well, what, what do you think? I've already told you. Yeah, I think, I think Rosemary and Ty are taking it. Well, like, yeah, I, I, I already Rosemary told you. Rosemary and Ty will get almost there and there'll be some outside interference because of DQ. And I, I, I thought you you two were both on, on side there. I, my opinion is, in my heart, Rosemary and Ty, of course I want that. Everyone fucking wants that. But I'm being level because I'm keeping myself grounded so I can take the loss if it happens. If you know what I mean. So you're kind of like, well, I'm with, like, with the I'm digital media. You're like, you're like me with the digital media where you want one of them to win, but you think it's going to go the other way potentially. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, my heart says Taya and Rosemary. My head kind of says the iconics hold on. The inspiration. Put Pete behind the curtain here. I told Paul we could get this done in like 30 odd minutes. We're 33 minutes in and we've talked about three matches. And maybe I'll blame Brian. Blame Brian, he's the. Um, I don't want to be on the plug. It's like, if I could chime in, like, you're putting Paul off for so you. You're like the kids in class. You don't want to do it, you want to do it. You're like the kids in. 50 minutes talking at me. <laughs> you're like the kids in school who can't be, who can't be sat together because you'll disrupt the whole class. And what are you doing now? Go on with your job. I'm just mentioning. <laughs> anyway, now time for some pointless speculation or reckless speculation, as it were. Because it's a 10 on 10 match. For an album. 10 on 10 match. We've got Honor No More being represented by Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vincent. Uh, PCO win. <laughs> taking on a team of Impact Originals so far made up of Alex Shelley, Chris Saban. Frankie Kazarian recently announced Nick Aldis, formerly Magnus, uh, will be on in that team. And he's one a, more person to dud. be and one more person to be announced. But Paul, who's the final person going to be, do you think? Who do I think the final impact original will be? Mm-hmm. Dilo. <laughs> Dilo. Dilo. I'll be serious here for a second and go for James Storm. Dilo. I think I James Storm being, as well. I was being serious when I said Dilo. I wanted, part, part of me wanted them not to announce Nick Aldis. I wanted them to keep two spots open and then have Jim Storm come out and have him bring out bloody Chris Harris even though he's probably still fat now. So was <laughs> so, any chance of Bobby Roode showing up one? No, definitely not. No. No, he's... Pish. He's really truly signed in with the WWE no. right now. He's, he loves the money. But he's much. not glorious anymore. No. He's... Jobber man. <laughs> but anyway... I'm trying to figure it out. You see, Matt Morgan randomly appeared on Impact. Yeah, he gets a lot of flight. I used to like actually like Matt Morgan. He's, he's a, a ma- politician. Though. No, he's a man now. If Kane can do it, apparently anyone can fucking do it. Aye, but yeah, he's somewhere in Florida. Oh, you know, you know, uh, the guy that played, you know, the, the Native American dude in Predator. He was a governor, Sonny yeah. Landon. Yeah, fucking, fucking Jesse Ventura got to be a fucking governor for Christ's sake. He had every reason. Anniversary being held this year. Nashville. 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 Can I give you a little insight to think with me and my brother right now? 
Because I mentioned James Storm uh, as but well. It'll be Shamrock. Be interesting if it was Shamrock. Yeah, it'd be brilliant if it was Shamrock. The, the first champ. I think if Shamrock's actually going to. I thought about Shamrock showing up, but I think if he's going to show up anywhere, he's going to show up in the Monsters Ball match. Because oh. he was previously shit with Sammy. But no. The very first champion. And TNA wrestling was fucking Shamrock. I think with me and my brother, like my brother had a thing because like James Summer randomly appeared in NXT back in the day for one or two periods before going back to TNA, and like legit from the twenty eighteen onwards, legit any time we were doing predictions for USSR and there was anybody who had a mystery partner or an open challenge, my brother out of principle just kept putting James Storm like one of these days he kept saying one of these days going to James Storm. And I met, I looked, we were talking about the car the other day, and I went, Russ. So I said to him, like, how are you going to feel? Because we're not doing a, a prediction sweep on ESR for some anniversary. I'd ask, but not enough people probably would get involved in it. But So I wouldn't feel right when I eventually won it. Uh, like, how are you going to feel if there's a mystery opponent, be, a mystery partner to be announced, and it is James Storm, and you can't take credit for correctly predicting it after all these years? <laughs> anyway, I'm, so, I'm going to be so angry if it's James Storm. But I'd like to be James Storm, but also, no, I like, I'd also like it to be. He's not wrestled a lot in the last year and a bit. He's been working like behind the scenes in AEW, but he's popped up. I went out a few matches in the last couple of months. Who? I'd like it to be Christopher Daniels. Ah, the Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel. 51, I think, Neil, he is now, but he looks exactly the same. He looks no bad when yeah. we see him when we were. Yeah. So you don't think we'll get the charismatic enigma? No, no, we didn't. No, I will not. I think we want the charismatic enigma after having three guns pulled on him in a DUI. Mm. <laughs> you know that match I mentioned with, oh, the, Jeff. with, with, with like the Gareth Jungle Boy in that and the Young Bucks, the ladder match that Christian attacked them after. Mm. The Hardys were meant to be in that, and up until like a week or so ago, supposedly the Hardys were meant to win it. <laughs> and then Jeff, oh. Aye. A lot of people are putting this on Tony Khan because, like, the idea, like, you've. You bought Jeff Hardy thinking you're getting 90s Jeff Hardy. You've been having him doing 90s Jeff Hardy things, but he's fucked up, and that's why he's constantly goes back to the, yeah, like, the alcohol because he's hard. Having, you're having a 40 odd year old guy doing 20 odd year old guy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty, I mean, importantly, in one match, you had him do a swanton bomb on a guy half a ladder onto your fucking steps. Mm. You know? And if you're in your mid 40s, I mean, what is Hardy? Oh, he's definitely like mid forties. Like the match they had, like the match uh, double or nothing. The pay per view that a couple weeks ago with the young bucks and me and my brother watching. And we quite, my brother said to me, like, "You can tell the bucks are slowing down, <laughs> part mostly because Jeff is hurt." And even mm. even the most hardcore of AEW fans thought like there was something missing from that match, mm. and it was probably due it was something to do with the Hardys. Yeah, I think I think, and I hate to say this because I'll be honest with you, I never really liked Matt that much. Mm-hmm. It's just not against Matt. Just never liked him. I liked him when he was frosted hair, Matt, back in the day. What about, what about version one, Matt Hart? Ah, oh, but... Ah, oh, oh, like, like that. Aye. Uh, yeah. Matt strongly dislikes mustard. <laughs> uh, but nah. Oh, Matt's favourite milkshake is chocolate. <laughs> or like they did a UK movie. Matt loves English muffins. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I think... The two of them are in two different places. Matt... Knows he's in his 40s mm-hmm. and knows his limitations. Jeff probably knows he's in his 40s too, but says, fuck you, the limitations. Don't look at me. Well, like, 
I'm not jump. I'm not doing swantons onto a pile of stairs. I think with Matt, he's done all these characters really, and easy to admit to. Like a lot of the time, I do this so like these characters allow me not to wrestle every week, and it's easier on his body in the long the, term. The thing is, though, right? See if Jeff would just do the thing he keeps bloody gibbering on about, mm. and just bring back the Willow character. <laughs> it could. It could even moderate that character mm. so it would work better for a guy mm. in his forties. You know. That ca- like that character of Willow opens itself up a lot more than just him being Jeff Hardy. But going back away from Jeff Hardy, who do you think like try looking at a more realistic production and then I just an out there one as well? I think I think Daniels is still for me is a bit of a stretch, but James Storm actually looks possible. What do you think? <clears throat> I'm going to go for a twofer. I'm going to say Storm or Shamrock. Be very interesting yeah. if that was the, the Storm case. or Shamrock. That's my two. It's fifty fifty mm. because uh, like I'll, you've I'll, got James Storm, and I'll be you know I'll fucking mm. raise my hand here, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. Whether it was in his prime or no, I never really gave a flying fuck about James Storm. Mm. Never, I never saw the hype. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised though if it is somebody like like a Shamrock or Storm that. Somebody who was competing on that first TNA pay-per-view. The only other one I could maybe see the spot being open up to just because he's worked with Impact recently is Christian. I would kind of undersell, because I think the idea like Team Impact is meant to be the good guy. I would kind of undersell if you watch both shows and you're like, i just yeah. seen him basically you know, crack a boy's skull in front of his maw, but here he's now part of the good guy. He's standing up for TNA yeah. or Impact. Because that, like, that wouldn't really work, would it? Because like, no. to me... I would be shocked if Honor No More win this match. It's maybe the twentieth anniversary, like twenty years to the day since their first yeah. pay per view. There's no way Team Impact isn't winning this match. You don't think we want a bit of controversy? Yeah. No, there's there's no way Team Impact loses this. Mm. I would bet good money if I had. So uh, Name your. If I had, if I had good money, I would put it on on Impact winning. What? What? That's who's going to be the, the last guy, Josh Matthews. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, I, oh, here's why I talk about out there picks. Get Scott Steiner in to do it. Get me calculate the odds of our no more winning. Michael Elgin in. <laughs> oh, fuck off. No, I don't mm-hmm. think that might happen anytime soon. See about as popular as Ryback now. Oh, yeah. I think I'd rather Ryback. Oh, God, no. <laughs> He's a big diddy. That's what he is. It's an understatement, but oh, Paul, do you think our no more has any chance of winning this? Because I don't. <sighs> Once again, I will be perfectly honest, my heart says honour no more. Mm. But I suppose I'll have to deal with the fact that Impact are likely to win it. You know, yeah. no, also, no, it's also an out there one. I mean, a lot of these are out there because you don't know really how, how how original they want them to be. Cause, It'll be ODB. Because <laughs> you don't know how far back in terms of like t- Impact TNA history they want to go and get this person. Mm. You know, eventually someone who has a history, former tag champ in, in TNA and has a connection to some of this match. What if they brought Davy Richards in to be the last guy, the mm. former tag partner of Eddie Edwards? The former Wolf. And they've actually wrestled a couple of times on the Indies. Like recently, at that Wrestling Revolve, the same place that where it's won when the WWE title, they teamed up to fight Steve Macklin, his former partner from WWE, uh, Wesley Blake. Mm. I think it'd be very interesting, like, like when they got Daniel Bryan to be the final guy against Nexus all the years ago. Do you know? See if it was for the fact that it's. Last I heard of him, he mm. was working for the E. Yeah. He's older now and I don't think he's in shape anymore. 
a good original for Impact. Like, if you're then your fantasy yeah. booking would be Abyss. Yeah, he's like an agent. Uh, I heard yeah. a lot of people say, even though he's worked for the E, like, a lot of people are hoping that like, if it's somebody who works behind the scenes, they can get them in for this because they had the whole thing with Mickey James here in WWE's Rumble. Like, some people who said either Abyss or get Jeff Jarrett in. No, get 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 bring him in. Get me twat somebody with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be good. Yeah, I like the idea of Jeff, of it being Jeff Jarrett. Hmm. But anyway, since we're not going to agree on much here, let's move on to a different yeah, match. Yeah, let's move on. The tag team title match with the Briscoes and the Good Brothers. A team, the Good Brothers. The Briscoes. Yeah, I see the Briscoes as well. Yeah, but I see the Briscoes. Enough said. Especially with Carl Anderson winning the never open with title. Aye, you know, he beat Tamatonga. Aye, he's death. got one and a big LG doesn't need one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just a mouthpiece and a, a, an ornament for the danglies. Uh, and he's he's totally twisty, wee totally beard. <laughs> oh. Aye, so I, I think the image of like Carl Anderson winning the never open with yeah, title yeah, in New Japan. His first singles title in, in New Japan. What was that thing that the Switchblade won? Uh, the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Oh, like, oh, the whole thing with that, the whole thing with that, like there was the IWGP Heavyweight title, and then they had the undercard, their intercontinental belt, and basically that was basically an outcome. They both belts got combined into this new World Heavyweight title. Mm. Uh, and so Jay White's the champion. So he's now he sold both versions of it, and. Uh, He's basically taking credit for everything. Like if I didn't, if I don't beat Kenny Omega back in twenty eighteen, he's gonna go out to create AEW. That's all to me. I'm the catalyst of pro wrestling. It'll be it'll be funky to see Switchblade turn on an impact with IWGP title. I really see that as well because like they're doing that big New Japan AEW show uh, next the following weekend in mm. Chicago, and like before Dominion Okada, who was the former champion, got called out by Hangman Page, the former AEW champion, mm. and he's like he called Okada, not thinking that in case at least not thinking that Okada would drop it. And when Jay White won the belt, he got in the mic and said, Hangman, you want Okada? You can fucking have him. Because you're getting nowhere near this title. <laughs> but I love Switchblade. Mm-hmm. But I love Switchblade. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I'll tell I, you something else, by the way, just quickly. Sure. Well, you know how Bay is in the Bullet Club mm-hmm. and he has the Finesse Club shirt? Yeah. Whatever Ace's shirt is going to be. I want it. You seen the the cards? I show you the the custom like Bullet Club cards that he's got now oh, as well. Uh, so with this match, yeah, like like I said, Carl Anderson's got the never belt. They're probably not gonna win this, but it'll be interesting to see the do. Because I remember you and me were talking in the last show. We were shocked about how much we were starting to like the Good Brothers a little bit I know, because of Bullet Club and the involvement in that. And Bullet I'll, Club does so much good for people. I watched the uh, <laughs> the clip of them uh, going to the Briscoes farm. Mm. And, and the, I liked all of the bit where they basically referenced the Boneyard match where you had Carl Anderson on the tractor and then Billy Gallows a pop him up behind him doing his Undertaker impression. <laughs> so he's basically, he's now impressed to Kane and the Undertaker in the past. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. I still prefer when he was Festus. But yeah, this is, a, this is definitely a Briscoe's win, I think. Aye, Briscoe's yeah. a win. And I you can know, see the Briscoes having quite a long reign. Lame, lame mad bastards are definitely growing on me. I like the Briscoes. <laughs> I don't really like them that much. I, I like the. They're great in ring, but I don't like the characters of them. No, I like them. I don't like the Baldy one. We see the Dread one. Baldy one's Mark. Jay's the other. The Dreadlock one. Aye, so. Jay, I like Jay Briscoe because <laughs> he looks like he could be pals with Vincent for no more. I like him. <laughs> they've won the Ring of War titles, titles about 12 times and I think it's also about how many teeth they've got between the two of them I've at least got a full tap set between them <laughs> <laughs> not a full set but tap set but we're talking about Bullet Club let's talk about the X Division title match we've got Ace, Ace. Austin the, the 
Current um, ace. Oh, let me talk about the fucking match. They don't matter, ace will win. <coughs> anyway, ace, the current champion, taking mm-hmm. on Gary King. Can't. Mike Bailey. Can't. Trey Miguel. Can't. You please stop calling people cunts, please. You don't even know the last two. Do you want Jack Evans? Bitch. You don't know him. You told me not to call him a cunt. Yes, but I don't take on anything. And Alex Zane. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I never said nothing. That was just a derisive snort. Anyway. <laughs> Main reason, Jack Evans just got randomly announced. Uh, the other three, first three qualified for it, and then Kay King randomly had to defend his shot against Blake Christian, and then win it anyway. I know, unfortunately. Uh, but then Jack Evans got announced. He recently left AEW, and... If you want, if you, I can show you some clips of Jack Evans. He's uh, well, fucking I, phenomenal. He, seems, Jack Evans. he does I seem pretty. Well, a bit of Jake Evans. He does look good. He looks really good. I. His nickname is Jack Evans from the heavens. I think because he was Jack right. Evans from the heavens. You see, like he's he's worked with some like Impact guys. Like, he popped up occasionally as the was in the early two thousands. He was mm. also in Ring of Honor. He did some stuff in Ring of Honor with your Roderick Strong's or Austin Aries, Alex Shelley's mm. that those kind of guy. And then you got Alex Zane. He's popped up once or twice in Impact. He's, the lanky guy who does high fly, he's got the weird purple, he's got weird coloured hair as well. Aye. Uh, he was in the Super Tunes as well, he's like pals with Ace Austin, and so they did a couple of tag matches on that tour, and they teased all like, because I tell you, he started wrestling like a face during that tour, and like they were teasing all, did these two be teaming up in the junior division going forward? And later on that same night, Ace joins Bullet Club, Alex Zane confronts him, and Bullet Club kicks the fuck out of him, mm. and so basically that's why Alex Zane's in this match, so... I could see a, basically it's a crossover story between Japan and Impact. So I, I definitely agree that Ace is going to win it, but I think oh, that, but I definitely think that Alex Zane will stick around to maybe have a match one on one at against all odds because it's a, a personal thing between the two. That's good. As long as you say Ace is going to win. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to win. Ryan. I agree. Oh, good. I'll give you Maybe you got worried about Ace also in like the whole inevitable thing and then uh, he wins the belt back, he's in Bullet Club. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's inevitable. And like, look at the junior section like of uh, Bullet Club. You've got East Austin now, Ishimori, as I mentioned, Chris Bay, and El Fantasmo. <laughs> no. And El Fantasmo recently cunt. said, uh, so he announced that as a junior, he wants to compete in the G1 tournament, which is usually every tournament, and now he's been announced he's in it. Ooh. Which is cool. Uh, and anyway, I think the, the junior every, the G1 goes from, like, through most of late July and then into most early August. So if you want to see G1 in. Uh, and bloody, in fact, you probably won't see him during the summer because he'll be yeah, he'll be defending that belt. No, because they've they've shaped up because usually it's two blocks of ten, like twenty guys in the G one, and the two highest scores in both plots meet in the final. Yeah, because the 50th they've done a they're doing a thing where they've got twenty eight guys in four blocks of seven, and uh, my friend Grant, who I do a New Japan pod with, said they last did that in two thousand, and the last time they did that, the, the IWGP champion won it, so. Basically says history says that Jay White has a chance of winning that tournament as champion, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway, onto another multi-person match, another TNA staple, much like Ultimate X and kind of the Reverse Battle Royal, the uh, Queen of the Mountain match with Tasha Steele, Chelsea Green, Diana Perazzo, Jordan Grace, and Mia Yim. Once again, like I don't see actually many new champions at all on this show other than the tag titles, which mm. isn't necessarily a bad thing. But again, like Tasha Steeles is somebody I think. It's going to have a longer reign. Uh, like Josh Alexander in that interview, I told you other than to, he was talking about the knockout division, he said, like, you know, like me and a lot of other people walk, grew up watching TNA, like, he said, uh, like, because Josh Alexander said he watched the first weekly pay-per-view, he bought the first weekly pay-per-view, uh, and then he, he said, like, people like Tasha Steeles and Jordan Grace, they didn't grow up wanting to be divas, they wanted to be knockouts. 
So, I do disagree with you both in Queen of the Mountain. I have a feeling that a lot of the Chelsea Green are Mia Yim that wins it. Mia Yim will accept. Why, why, do you, why do you feel that way, Brian? Oh, I feel that Tasha's held the belt long enough. I feel like they might want to push her and Savannah more in the tag direction mm -hmm. because the knockouts tag division is so well, small, as I mentioned earlier. Well, if Tasha does, well, maybe she'll be, oh, because she may get cost the belt because they've announced that Mickey James, Paul's favourite, is uh, going to be the special guest enforcer of this yeah. match. So uh, I'm sure she'll be there to ruin it for all of us. I'm sure she will. <laughs> well. Well, I personally, with heart and head, mm -hmm. I'm going for Tasha. Mm -hmm. don't, don't get me wrong. Out of the wrestlers in that match, Tasha is my favourite. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm not playing favourites. I'm playing by who I. I mean, I'd accept think I'd, I'd go on you. I think Tasha. I'd accept anyone in this match except Chelsea Green. I just, I just like. She's, oh, she's a decent enough heel in my opinion, but I just, I just don't want. I don't have any interest in her in a prolonged reign as a knockout champion. No, because she it does not Chelsea be prolonged. Chelsea Green <laughs> is about as great and on the soul as nails on a chalkboard. So, to have that representing the knockouts division, you know. It, I can take about 10 minutes here, at most. Mm -hmm. uh, She's cool and all, she can, she can wrestle, but... Uh. But uh, then we got another TNA staple, the Monsters Ball match, Moose versus Sammy Callahan. I mean, it's got to be Sammy, surely. Moose broke his leg. Like, you can't have the guy who got his leg broken loose. Aye, Sammy's got to get retribution, Sammy's got to break his leg. <laughs> A leg for a leg. A leg for a leg, you big bald cunt. Aye, legit, talking of legs and ankles, the guy who is known for using the ankle lock, Ken Shamrock, if he comes back for the show, I say it's this fucking match that he does it in. Even for a one night match. Ankle locks the fuck out of Baldy. He ankle locks him while, 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 while the Caroline just gets his baseball bat and sits <laughs> him in. Ankle lock and baseball bat combo. Either that, we see Madman come back to work for. Sammy, since he seems to have disappeared off the oh, face yeah. of the earth. Oh yeah, I forgot about Madman. Yeah, he's James Scott. Well, well, so is Ace Austin apparently. <laughs> Aye, but oh, Ace Austin seems to be really, really suffering without him at the minute. <laughs> yeah. You notice how much, how higher he's went. I know. Since he got rid of that big bloody weight on his neck. Oh, oh, like East, do you know you have that thing where you're so like excited or you're basically on adrenaline, but. So basically, you mess up, you make, you mess up your words. Well, when mm. he was, when there was a bit backstage in New Japan where, the, where after his match, after he won the title, where he also he's still running on adrenaline, he's all sweaty, and Jay White's talking about the members of Bullet Club, <laughs> and he goes, "The the undeniable, he's awesome. I miss Bagley, you know, to win it. Well, he's undeniable, I don't know. He's a fucking star. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly running on adrenaline now. Undeniable, inevitable. He's a fucking star. He's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds more Australian than New Zealand. So. Oh, I can't I tell you, New Zealand that well. <laughs> to be honest, is it know the difference between Glasgow and Edinburgh? The accent. Aye, aye, kind of. I think they, unless you're fairly places, you can't aye, tell. Aye, but you see, the thing is, I like a South African accent, and I like an Australian accent. I like a Glaswegian accent. There was nothing about a South African accent mentioned. It was Kiwi. Uh, yeah, but New Zealand. I think the New Zealand accent in terms of sound is actually closer to a South African accent in sound than an Australian. Yeah. See, I was partially right. Mm -hmm. And that's all I need. 
So yeah, also can I just say the weird thing they talk about, they brought it back for the Jonah uh, PCO uh, Monsters Box, the idea like, mm. oh, they really it's get... basically just a hardcore, right? Basically, yeah, but the whole thing was, oh, they locked them around for 24 hours, no water, no light, no food and everything, basically to uh, basically make them more angry and everything, like, if I was in a room for 24 hours, no food or water, and basically probably having to shit and pee in a corner, I wouldn't, my first instinct wouldn't be when I come out to have a fight, I'd be like, I'm fucking starving here. Like, if anything, I'd have less energy than what I did when I went in. I wouldn't be up for the fight. To quote South Park, you got food, don't you? Yeah. It's like, I need a shower and a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. It's a smell of you that would knock out your opponent and after 24 hours in a room. 24 hours in a shitey, pitchy pitchy room. Mm-hmm. We need ventilation. Ugh. There's some matches here where, like, they could swerve you, but, like, they seem like there's some obvious, like, results here, but... I don't. I don't feel like that's ever going. That's going to. No, hold the Sammy's show back. winning that. This match, no, this is a Sammy win. That's yeah, Sammy. Because if Sammy, the, to quote two thousand and six, if Moose wins, we riot. <laughs> yeah. But we're talking about not just that. Well, it feels inevitable, but intended that Ace will win, and it feels obvious that Josh Alexander's going to walk out of well, the main event with the well, title. Well, 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 if, well. If what? Switchblade says undeniable in Ace Austin, inevitable Sammy Callahan's going to kick his <laughs> hole. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Yeah, so Josh Alexander, you lost Eric Young in this match because he's an Impact original uh, and everything. And he's, and he's Eric Young. Uh, and Josh Alexander spoke very highly of him in the interview that I talked about, and even talked about some people who got opportunity, who've gotten opportunities to Impact, and he mentioned Steve mm. Macklin, and he chuckled and went, I may have to worry about him soon. <laughs> so I definitely think there's a, a program between him and Steve Matten coming. So mm. I told you before, and I'll say it again, I don't see Josh losing this until at the very least bound for glory. Mm. Well, yeah. I'll, I will. I think we're all in agreement, Leon. I know. I'll be rooting for the EY, but I think Josh will win. Josh will win it, but do you know what? I'll, one thing I will say is we are going to get a hell of a match between these two. Because oh, you know, yeah. you know fine well, mm-hmm. EY, can, EY can go... And Josh is a fucking artist in the ring. I said to you, it won't be until after Slamiversary that we probably start getting actual, not just great matches, but stories with Josh, because it seems to mm. be like, each evening no more contender, they have a match. <laughs> and then the stuff between, with uh, Josh, basically this whole thing is he's been trying to combat VBE because he had the match with Joe yeah, Dorn yeah, recently yeah. as well. But like, the, thing but is, the matches are so good that you don't feel bad for not getting as much story, because like, the matches with Josh especially always deliver. Yeah, I must say, well... Just in a wee sort of fantasy match mode here. Sure. What say you to Josh against Prime Angle? Oh, like, he even says, like, Angle's one of his, like, favourites. Oh, yeah, but it's all about Josh and everything. Do I know his three matches on that, sh- that interview? I talked about he picks three matches. Aye. He picked Austin, Brett, Mania 13. Bitchin' match. Angle versus Rey Mysterio from SummerSlam 2002. Oh, it's the I opening can't go match. Back to that. It's, a, it's a cool match. Aye. Uh, Ray Mysterio's first pay-per-view match in WWE, mm-hmm. and the third one was he, I knew he was gonna pick an Impact one, and he picked the uh, the Unbreakable Triple Threat, Joe Daniels AJ oh. from Unbreakable two thousand and five. Jeez, a hell of a match. He very much seems like guy's fully on, fully invested, and he's not, he doesn't seem like somebody we're gonna need to worry about like them keeping on to. Oh no, no. unless they properly make a blunder with them, which I don't foresee happening. No, you I know, think- touch wood and all that. I think Alexander is a tied in. He's an impact guy. Mm-hmm. He's got awful company. And while last year's show was also solid, like last few years of Slam Wrestling have been great, this card 
you know, one or two matches where I think I'm very confident who's going to come out of it. I know the match is still going to be good. And I actually think this whole card is better than last year's. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with you on that one. And I'm hopeful they give us a big announcement of like where they're going to go for for Burn for Glory because I like now that they're taking these these shows, both the big ones and the smaller Impact Plus specials, on the road more often. I mean, two years ago at Slammiversary, our world changed. I didn't see it last year at Slammiversary <laughs> when they said it changed again. <laughs> it didn't really to <laughs> me. And then they basically said, our world is remembered is the tagline, I think, for this yeah. one. World's remembered because we couldn't come up with you. <laughs> so we'll show you the same thing and go, ah, it's kind of different. It's still it's... just as good 20 years later. <laughs> Aye. I mean that reverse bar royal, but this time we mean for it to be shite. Aye. <laughs> We're tongue in cheek with it now. <laughs> it was Vince Russo's idea the first time, so it's not even our fault anyway. Sorry. I want somebody to come out basically dressed as Vince Russo and then get. <laughs> And then get immediately battered on that first battle royal. Oh, geez, Dave. He was a secret, the last guy in the Impact team, Vince Russo. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> what if it was Hogan? Hogan, can he fucking can he handle the walk in the bathroom and ramp, let alone uh, getting in the ring? I will admit, though, see, on eBay, mm-hmm. the annoying thing with eBay is, see, when you look for Impact stuff on eBay, it's old Impact stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like Magnus t shirts and yeah. shit like that. And fucking, I will admit, even though Hogan was a complete wank biscuit and kind of fucked the company, yeah. had some no bad t-shirts. You know, uh, talk about like you talk about Magnus. Now he's for a partner, Doug Williams, mm. and that NWA pay per view where uh, where uh, the gave up the belt. Uh, Williams and David Boy's Smith's son uh, won the tag belt. David Hartsmith. Uh, David Hartsmith, you know, the, or David Boy Junior. He's called now. So they two won the, the tag belts of that show. But anyway, we're getting off track. Slam Mercy, it's going to be a hell of a card and we're going to talk about it next week. And I look forward to talking about it. I hopefully there'll be much for Joyce. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think there will be because I... I I don't want to jump the gun here, but I think we will get the results that we are looking for. Mm-hmm. I think we'll. I think we'll all be happy with the results. I think it's going to be a stellar fucking show. Something drastic. Sorry to cut in there, Scott, okay. but I, I also would like to say, and this, there may be sort of sixty forty bias here, as I am a fucking locked in impact fan here. Mm-hmm. I think, quite honestly, it will be the best show we'll see because impact kicks ass over most other companies. Well, well, I think something drastic would have to happen for us to be coming back here next week and say. Oh, this was shite. I didn't like this. Aye. Oh, no, Hogan came back. Now he ru- and he runs the whole company. Who gave Hogan the digital media title? Who gave Vince Russo a pen? <laughs> yeah, what? No, don't let him write shit. We'll have to date now. Ah, oh, no, oh, no, oh, Vince. Ah, oh, no, Hogan, that oh, fuck's sake. What's Dixie Carter doing here? Oh, no, Jeff is fucking drugged up again. No, so, no. So, someone needs to go up to, <laughs> someone needs to go up to Scott to more smack him and you can go, why did you let Vince Russo write? You know he's fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that Vince Russo's a dick. I think that is our cue to wrap things up. Make sure you check out our, our back catalogue of so we've got past impact reviews, shows Brian has appeared on like our ultimate ramble and yep. like that. We're also shows about sweets and cake. <laughs> Other things, yeah. We have Frasier, if you're into Frasier. We have mm-hmm. classic wrestling reviews like uh, WrestleMania 12, 
SummerSlam 92. We uh, have our punishment pods where we review fucking Legends of Wrestling. Yeah, because we fucked up trying to be predictions. One of these days we're going to get our own back when we're going to We are, we, we are. lost three times. By the way, my Facebook memories, because obviously <laughs> when I post a podcast, it comes up in my Facebook memories. Yeah. You know what compiled up in my Facebook memories? When we posted the punishment podcast for Starcade 2000. Yeah. It's just taunting you now, isn't it? Uh, Facebook is trying to haunt me. <laughs> That's why I'm drinking today. I'm drinking yeah. Saturday. Forget the bad memories. Make the pain the go away. The worst memory for me on, on a, our back catalogue was at Legends of Wrestling. That was hellish to fucking review. Yeah, hellish but, to watch but, it but, too. But it, was the last, but it was the last probably thing where I had to be positive about 10 matches. And then I drank so much that it physically broke me. Yeah. By the end I was broken. You, If you haven't seen the Legends of Wrestling, you're unlucky, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't seen it? Have you seen it? Oh, oh do you, yes. Do you need a hug? <laughs> we're starting a support group for people. Yeah, we're starting it. a support group for people who have a misfortune to see I the Legends of Wrestling. Soup, so I don't need a hug. <laughs> I have a joint. It's it's a hug for your belly. This is a plug for <laughs> dragon soup. <laughs> yeah, and a plug for weed. Don't try and get what sponsored. Are you, what are you plugging, Scott? Strongbow Dark Fruit. And? Monster Energy. And? and for local. Come on, somebody. Come on. Well, good enough for one sponsor. Go on. Well, Even... you've been trying to go around the sponsor route for so long. I... Take a hint, man. I kept trying to get LD to sponsor us. And you've tried to get Dragon Soup in the best one, sir. They're not returning your calls. Lead them alone. I haven't even seen Dragon Soup support the football. Even, even, even local football teams have sponsors. <laughs> you know? I think we're one step below the local football teams, unfortunately, Paul. <laughs> Celtic level. But we could get uh, above that level if you want to take out our back car, like I said, Frasier, wrestling, other mad ramblings. Yeah. Or you can support us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at SP Rambling. Follow Rogue Opinions, whose feed we're also on Indeed. at Rogue underscore Opinions. And get me, if you want to talk to me, for whatever reason, at Scott McLeod1996. <laughs> get me on the Facebook page. Hey, Facebook.com forward slash. None of you ever podcast. talk to me. <laughs> I don't want them to talk to you. <laughs> You're not. A, how many times have I told you you're not allowed to talk to the people? I'll be nice to the people. <laughs> I feel like Rick Milton to Ed Emerson during the bottom line. Like, stop talking to the fucking fish. And <laughs> 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 this is also the home of very niche references. Don't it, you ever yearn for change? Not really. So it's a goodbye from Paul. Goodbye from Brian. Goodbye. From? From Scott. Yay! Yay! He's part of it. <laughs> He's part of the solution. Yay! Yeah. Bye-bye. Enjoy Bye-bye. some anniversary.